Good morning. It's August 29th. It's a partly cloudy morning in New York City, and this is your Indignity Morning Podcast. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. With me today, we have special guest Max Skokoho, who is also looking at the newspaper. So, what do we got? Okay, in the most relevant U.S. politics news, trial for Trump is set for March in federal case. Judge refuses to delay election prosecution. So, so Trump wanted his trial to happen in 2026. It is happening on March 4th next year. Good. So that's before the election. Well, taking a look here at Wikipedia, the March 4th date, what do we got? What, what Republican primary events will have already happened? Um, Iowa, Nevada, New Hampshire, Michigan, and Idaho. The all-important Idaho caucus will have already happened, preventing the Idaho Republicans from having the full knowledge of what happens in the trial to inform their decision about whom they support. And right next to that story, we have in the lead news spot, uptick in COVID brings reminder of virus never left. Cases generally mild, I'm told. That doesn't, doesn't appear to have been the case, but... Yeah, how was your case? I was in bed with a fever for three or four days, and then still for maybe four more days after that, if I did anything like too much, I would get maybe up to 100. But you tested negative yesterday on day number what? 16. 16 days of sickness and positive tests and then out. So cases generally mild, the story says, but not really. Oh, my throat is still messed up. Yeah, you're still not out of it. Neither am I. This is one of those strange, omniscient, vibesy stories that the Times does. Uh, most Americans, more than three months after the Biden administration allowed the expiration of the 2020 declaration calling the coronavirus a public health emergency, have shown little willingness to return to the days of frequent testing, mask wearing, and isolation. Has anyone really told them that it's a good idea to put the masks back on? Then it goes on to say, but for Americans who have become accustomed to feeling that the nation has moved beyond COVID, the current wave could be a rude reminder that the emerging new normal is not a world without the virus. Indeed, it ain't. Inside the paper, there's a slaying of four on the Upper West Side. Including a three-year-old and a one-year-old. It's sort of written around the conclusions uh, in that it says that it was a locked apartment where the bodies of this entire family were found. And there's a sort of facially nonsensical description saying, Officers found the three knives near the victims, according to the internal report. One knife was found on the bed next to the man, the report said. Read literally, those two sentences just sort of seem to be describing the same pattern of facts in slightly different ways. Read within the context of the police giving them the information, the implication would seem to be that the man is suspected of having used knives on everyone else and then himself. Yeah, there are, this isn't it's a strangely like n- non-detailed article, I guess per, because of the nature of what happened. Nobody is named. They just say that it's in a co-op building on West 86th Street, less than a block from Riverside Park, and they're describing a worried relative building superintendent. Right, so the... Dead family includes a building superintendent and then a relative of that building superintendent, who's another building superintendent, was the one who found them. But again, everything is super vague, which is similarly the case with the shooting at the University of North Carolina yesterday. 
an assailant fatally shot a faculty member in a laboratory, forcing the campus into lockdown. Yes. I checked the Raleigh News and Observer just now, and it still is an assailant and a faculty member. They haven't put IDs on anybody. Even though they came up with a picture of a person of interest during this shooting rather quickly, so quickly that it sort of felt like they had an idea about what was going on. But that idea has not been shared with the public even now. And the Times has the news that Tropical Storm Adelia is forecast to become a hurricane as it bears down on Florida. It has, in fact, become a hurricane. But then down at the bottom of that page, there's another story about the hurricane preparations. Florida warns tainted gasoline could snarl evacuations ahead of storm. The port of Tampa's gas stations have diesel in their gasoline. Yeah, someone accidentally mixed diesel fuel with gasoline, serving 30 different gas stations, it says. So as Floridians hit the road, their cars might lock up and stop all the traffic on the evacuation routes. I mean, how, how do you even deal with that? It's too decentralized. It's like if you bought gas at these stations. Yeah, I guess they put out an alert, but I don't know what you're supposed to do if you have diesel mixed with your gas in your car tank and you're supposed to drive out of town. The fossil fuels contribute to the power of the hurricanes and the fossil fuels get you as you try to escape the hurricanes. I don't know. There are a lot of mix-ups like these where you can kind of muddle through, but no, it just looks like a bunch of people's cars are going to break down, and there isn't really any way of bumbling through it. It's just going to be a problem. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they have any plan for dealing with it, except to hope it's not too bad, which is how we mostly deal with disasters anyway. That's the news. Thank you, Mac, for joining me for this episode. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going, and we will talk again tomorrow.